record this. I mean, so the idea with this, uh, with um, uh, with this sort of podcast, uh, Jeffrey, is just that what we want to try and do is get some best practice, some sort of simple, actionable ideas that people that uh, people find useful to do in their day to help them be more productive. And I know you're very reflective, and you you're you're very um, particular about you know getting the most out of your sort of time and and value for others and so on so hmm. that's a sort of the outline of it if you like and the title uh, we're just sort of getting all the sort of bits done around this but it'll it's sort of you optimized uh, this is the website and the sort of site and the it's you up why you sorry y o and dash towards excellence so that's sort of the title that the guys will sort of sort it out and make it all tidy so so um i'm delighted to be um here with uh, jeffrey and and uh, learn a little bit about what uh, what he does and also get some of his insights to help uh, me and the audience uh, appreciate you know, some of the things that jeffrey does to be as effective and productive as as he is and to you know deliver more value for his um uh, for his teams and uh clients uh, and uh, you know be more productive himself so that's the outline jeffrey so please start uh just give us a bit of an idea about jeffrey and 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 what you do and then then some of these sort of uh, things so yeah thank you sure so i'll just uh start and just guide me as uh, as you wish so um, just a bit of background. Um, my name is Jeffrey Asselstein, the Managing Director of Nelson Park Property. Uh, we're a real estate brokerage company uh, that I formed in Qatar about 14 years ago in 2009. Um, yeah. And at the moment, we're the, we've grown out to be the largest brokerage in the country. Wow. Um, and things have gone quite well. Uh, uh, as with any business uh, that's growing and, and looking to grow, there's obviously challenges that go along with that. Yeah. But uh, overall, we've been very blessed in how things have gone. Um, and so our, our, our company size now about 40 people, um, right. 40, 45 people at the moment. Uh, and so on the on the sort of wellness side, when I've been um, really focused on, I would say personally over the last three years, and it really started actually just before COVID. So it started in August of, uh, I guess it'd be 2019. That's four years now, actually. Yeah. Um, is is really looking after no actually no what it would yeah it would have been, it would have been that summer August 2019 is yeah. really um, focusing on my personal health yeah and um, I had sort of reached kind of uh, well what as now my call my peak weight I'm, yeah. I'll kind of switch between imperial and metric but I was yeah, I yeah. was I'm six foot four but was that one one ninety two centimeters and no, I um, and I I reached a peak weight of one hundred and eleven kilos. Right, right. Um, and which, you know, when I, it's one of those points where I reached that weight and was really, yeah. really, really unhappy with how large I got. Right. Um, and then through some encouragement from my daughter, particularly my oldest, um, yeah. I joined F45 and, and started going to that fairly regularly. What, um, what is F45? So it's, um, it's a high intensity interval training. Oh, right, um, right. It's a franchise based business, pretty global now. Yeah. Um, so 45 minutes sessions, um, right. some are, you know, weights based, cardio based, and then hybrid. Um, yeah. and it really just works really well for me and for my schedule and how, you know, how my brain works and just works perfectly for me. Yeah. Um, how it is, I, I don't do well in the gym by myself. I really yeah, you need to, yeah, I, I need structure. Like the, yeah. I need the structure, I need the group. Like I've, I've always loved team sports and that's just not 
easy yeah. to, to to do anymore. Yeah. Um, so the the gym session that way helped. And then about after doing about four or five months and it was going well. Yeah. Then I just switched to a meal plan. And um, so I always said I don't diet. I never diet. Never could. Yeah. Um, but just having a meal plan, kind of controlling what I what I eat, um, uh-huh. which I don't follow massively religiously, but you know, pretty consistently. Okay. Um, about six years ago now, um, I switched and became vegetarian. Um, okay. And I just you know for a number of reasons why, but one of the things when switching is it meant I started eating a lot more pasta and bread and rice. Right. Uh, which also contributed to my weight gain. Um, so uh, by, you know, starting to work out more, exercise more, and then also with the meal plan, yeah. particularly around being vegetarian, it just really helped me lose the weight that I needed to. So um, I'm now pretty consistently around 92 kilos. Okay. Um, so good, almost 45, 50 pounds that I lost uh-huh. um, over a one year period that really helped. So that's, that's been a big impact on, on me uh, for the last uh, number of years. And okay. How I do things. That's, that's interesting. So when you lost weight, uh, did you lose a bit of muscle as well? Or or do you think it was mostly non-muscle? Some issue with weight loss uh, is that uh, this is something that we sometimes find actually in clinic. Uh, patients may have had a like a an expeditious weight loss and then it leads to other things. Um, you know, even, I, yeah, uh, yeah, bone loss and muscle loss. So. Yeah. I'm not sure. I mean, I never necessarily measured it. Uh-huh. To be very frank with you, I've never necessarily been a particularly strong, you know, strong guy. I'm, I've not really had you know, big biceps or anything like that. I've always been, you know, I'd sort of say more of, of, of uh, you know, more of an athletic body than a, than a bodybuilder, as yeah. it were. Yeah. Um, I always enjoyed team sports and sort of just had that kind of build much more than someone that had bulked up. So I, I don't think there was, there was no deterioration that, that I noticed. Yeah. And, and but... certainly since going back to the gym, have, yeah, yeah. Have, have gained muscle since doing so. Yeah, that, that's that's very valuable, and it you know helps with your uh, stamina and a whole bunch of other sort of metabolic uh, function, reduces your risk of many different uh, conditions. So, so yeah, and and then you're because you're part of sort of programs or uh, groups, it, it's sort of easy for you to continue to maintain it in your schedule. And uh, yes, yeah, yeah, very much. So, and they, I mean without overly touting f45 although i'm happy to do so um yeah. you know they have there's, there's an application i can book weeks in advance and you know a number of classes during the day i i tend to pick a 5 15 p.m class every week or every day that works for me but if, okay. I need, if i need to switch around i normally can and i i target my goal is to get to between four to five sessions a week and right. it probably i've just literally you know for four and a half um, some weeks five or six, some weeks down to three or four, but on average four to five a week, and that's and just that's just good for me. And that's uh, that's sort of like a physically attending somewhere, or yes, okay, yeah, yeah, so, that's, yeah, yeah that, that, that really helps me as well. Yeah, because you're just sort of disengaging. So, so I mean, that's actually very valuable, and you have some really important things you're doing, and you're tracking, and you're, you know, you're sort of reviewing your progress, and 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 you're reflecting on what you're doing which helps you to further fine tune, you know, your um, results and, and so on. Um, have there been any sort of other things that you've done, which, uh, uh, you know, uh, have resulted in you being more productive or add to, you know, you being more organized or more effective in your, in your day? Are there sort of, you know, is there a quick tip or a, an idea that people can benefit from? Uh, yeah. 
so so for me when i've really i i'd always had this to some degree but uh-huh. in the last couple of years i've really focused on having a a really structured morning routine right um it's funny i i literally on the desk beside me the 5am club which i haven't read um and i but i just i had ordered it and i'm about to, to read it uh and my brother-in-law was with me and he said i said i think you're already doing it jeff to be honest with you um okay. but i'll i'll give it a read but for me that first part of the day i like to get up early i like to be on my own in the morning and i have a really structured morning yeah. um that that really gets me going and i find that has helped a huge amount because having that morning start yeah. makes the rest of my day so much better and but I also I, I fine tune it. I just I literally just changed it two weeks ago, having not changed it for about five months. But I I look for ways to fine tune it to make it a little bit better um, for me to, to to get the day going. So it's a for me it's a combination of you know a small bit of stretching, yeah. um, some devotions. Um, uh, you know, one thing a lot of people say is you know don't look at your email. The yeah. first thing I do is I go through my email. <laughs> But I, I literally spend three minutes. I go, okay, great. There's nothing there. And, okay. And it just clears it off my mind so I don't need to think about it again. Um, but so I'll do that. And, and just to, you know, I have breakfast at the same time every day, regardless of the day of the week. Uh-huh. Just have a nice set routine that, that gets me going every day. And that, to me, that that's really helped me get my focus for the start of the day. Yeah. No, no. I mean, those sorts of things, uh, they, they, they may sound, um, you know, in, in some ways, you know relatively simple um can be very impactful can't they i mean they're difficult to put into practice and to maintain that practice but uh but yeah i, I think having a structure having you know lots of sort of um uh, fixed things in your in your schedule in your day it make, makes yeah. a big difference because we don't like i know sometimes we um talk about choice and this that and the other but i think for us to be really effective and productive we, we just we just need that sort of focus and and consistency and 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 the particular set of standards that helps us you know really shape the the the, the time and the and the attention otherwise yeah. you can yeah get distracted and and so on but i mean obviously it's, it's, it's like a, it's like a family joke i have a number of alarms yeah. that go off literally at you know oh, really? this time and this time and this time and it, it's a it's a joke of like maybe one day like if I'm on holiday and I forget to turn them off, it's like, you know, Dad, oh. can you turn those off, please? <laughs> um, but it it, oh, it it works for me. Yeah, it uh-huh. just it just works for me. It's like okay, I do this now, I do this now, I do this now, and it just, you know, like I, I, I think for a lot of these things, uh, it's it's just a case of finding what works well for you. Yeah, and, absolutely. And for me, it's yeah, the alarm goes off. Okay, I do this now. Alarm goes off. I do that now, and it just makes it work. Oh, so so you've got alarms going throughout, going off throughout the day. So you know, just really this the morning. So uh-huh. although I mean I probably I could have just changed it, but basically, um, so I used to I used to get up for five thirty, and frankly, I just I just changed it to six because yeah. one of the and perhaps I'll talk about that in a minute. But one of the things uh-huh. I'm not doing is an area that I really need to focus on is I'm not getting enough sleep. Yeah. Um, yeah. So that's one area which I do need to focus on. So basically, the alarm goes off at six. Yeah. Um, you know, the kind of the first fifty minutes, I kind of clear things off, kind of clear my head a little bit, do a bit of stretching. At six fifteen, um, that's when I do my devotions. Six fifteen to six forty-five. Mm-hmm. I have thirty minutes for that. Then I have breakfast at six forty-five. At seven, you know, I'm in the shower. And seven fifteen, I'm in the car on the way to work. 
Um, but, you know, by the time I'm on the way to work, I would have had, you know, obviously gotten ready. I've had my breakfast. I've done uh -huh. motions. I've cleaned off my emails. I know what my day looks like. Um, within my team, we have, we have something where we, we send each other our kind of main tasks each day. And yeah. internally, we say that it has to be out by nine o'clock. Um, and also no earlier than eight. So we're not sending it out to people at six in the morning and pinging their phones off. So again, I, I have it, I actually do it at about 6, 6 a.m. I have my day already set up what I'm going to do. Uh, right. I just have a way of just kind of saving it. Then at uh, literally at eight o'clock, I have an alarm that goes off and I send it out. So that way everybody knows what I'm doing and I've committed to everybody else what I'm doing. And, and to me, that's been also very helpful. One, actually, one of my colleagues suggested it, uh, Emma quite a few years ago she said she has her team do it and she does it and um and i do the same so i send out to my team my team sends it back to me what they're doing and we just you know keep each other accountable and just accountable or not isn't to me necessarily the biggest issue it's more forcing each one of us as individuals to say these are my main tasks for the day just by getting think by thinking about it and proactively thinking about it you've got a much better chance of being successful on it than just you know kind of going through your day and see what happens it just provides a lot more structure that way. Yeah, no, that's that's interesting. So, the the the, the format of it is that people say, "Oh, I'm, I'm doing this thing or these things," or, and it's just like a, an email, and you just yeah. So we just all, we have uh, yeah. we're really quite big on WhatsApp groups. So we have yeah, a, yeah. a series of different groups, and um, again, okay. you and I know each other through to teach a coach. So to use the entrepreneurial time system, I'll say, you know, today's a focus day. My main tasks are, you know, client viewing. Um, you know, develop this, you know, sales training model, just three or four key things that I'm doing that day. Um, or if I'm meeting with a client, I'll say I'm meeting this client and I'll, I'll put that out there. And, and so everyone knows what I'm up to, I yeah. know what they're up to, but often where it's also really beneficial, I'll say, I'm going to go meet, let's say UDC. UDC is a major developer in Qatar. So oh. I'm saying meeting UDC, one of my team will pick it up and say, oh, if you're going to meet with them, would you mind raising this issue? So an issue I wouldn't have known about, but now because I've shared what I'm up to, um, yeah. they'll do it. And yeah, so I mean, that's been really, really beneficial throughout the team. And, and yeah, so I'm doing it in the way that you're doing, which it's at a particular time in the day. Yeah, so before, uh, and, before 9 a.m. to get it out there. Yeah. And, and then and there's sort of, it's, it's all on WhatsApp. So it's sort of, and then, mm. so how would you structure the groups? Is it is it through sort of like a particular particular channels or particular, you know, particular sort of, um, uh, you know, it's just you have different teams and it's it's a different team. I mean, because yeah. if you've got 40 people, you can have quite a lot of WhatsApp groups. Sure. Oh, and we do. We have, we have a lot of different ones for different purposes. And, and uh -huh. sometimes it feels excessive, but I think people have appreciated, okay, well, that one's for that, that one's for this. So so mainly I send it to, um, I have a sort of my leadership team. So that's one group I send it to. Uh, and then our head office team, which I'm still part of, I also send it to the head office team. So the, ex the exact same message is sent to both. Um, right. And then I have two new divisions, international and evaluation. Uh, so I send it to those. So basically those two, you have four two individuals that get yeah. it. Yeah. yeah. Okay. And, uh, and then everybody else has their own groups which are relevant to their particular set of functions and so Indeed. on. So like, let's say, so I mentioned Emma, whose idea this was originally. So uh -huh. Emma will put into the leadership group what she's doing. So we'll, all the team leaders will see it. And then she has her own team. And so she'll put the same message in her team group. So all of her team will see what she's doing. So it's just a way of, you know, letting people know what's, what's happening for the day. Yeah. 
No, it, it, it is a good idea. And uh, mm. um, yeah, having some sort of uh, visibility and sort of relatively uh, real time stuff, it's, uh, yeah, can, can, can make a difference. And as you say, you can then you know, get some synergies or, you know, have an opportunity to discuss and guide. Um, I, I think it was Schwartz who, um, um, Charles, no, Charles Schwab, I think, he, didn't he have an idea where he recommended it to one of the industrialists, get your team to do their their previous, is it next day's task the night before? Oh, right, I've heard that. Yeah. I wasn't sure who, but I have heard something similar. Yeah, yeah, no, I think it's um, something. It's sort of Charles Schwab anyway, and I, I don't know who it was for, but um, Carnegie or whatever, I don't know. Right. But uh, but that sort of thing can be interesting too. So because you're you're sort of you're subconsciously working on your thing. I've heard and, that as well. Yeah. And then and then you're sort of. Um, I mean, I I think sometimes you know you do want people to have a bit of a sort of space to. Um, space to sort of you know not be thinking about work as it were and mm -hmm. and so on but the thing is you know our sort of minds or you know neurobiology is very particular isn't it there's a whole stack of stuff going on that uh, you know we think we're doing this but something else is going on and, and sometimes we don't really have a, a good read of what's what is happening right. um i mean it's one of the things that we're trying to uh, share with people in fact is just having a lot of um uh sensors and data about I'm, uh, I'm uh, so, so sorry about all the screaming. It's okay. Um, I, I've been away for a couple of days, you see. Uh, yeah, so, so this idea that if we have a lot of sensors and uh, uh, insights, and then we're mapping that to, you know, how you're feeling, how you're behaving, um, you can then get, get, get uh, more of a, um, uh, like a, a metric on, you know, how we are in a, physiological state and then how that sort of you know you, you mentioned sleep um a lot of other sort of factors have an impact on the quality of our decisions so uh so it's it's, it's, it's interesting that you're you're aware of all of these things and you're putting different things into uh in, into into practice um that it's been really um it, it, you know insightful to get your sort of takes on these things and the fact that you have a, a huge level of uh curiosity about uh uh, you know, being a, more productive and getting more done and mm. working in a more collaborative way with your team. Um, so do you have a sort of a system for reviewing things and seeing whether you can build on or add more things? Yeah, um, you know, as far as, um, you know, as far as the team goes, one of the things that we've um, implemented really started about two years ago. Yeah, it was, yeah two years ago in the summer, we uh. started implementing EOS or Entrepreneurial Operating System Yes. Um, and EOS has brought to us a number of just very simple tools to structure us better. Um, yeah, yeah. So one of the, you know, just highlight one of the tools that we're using really well right now. And, and we could, frankly, we could get a lot better at it. We're, we're finding our way. Yeah. It's just, just having monthly one-to-ones. Um, yeah. So for all my direct reports, we have a monthly one-to-one. -one, um, and, and so then... And then, then with each of their direct reports, they do it. So the whole company, everybody gets a one-to-one -one each month. Right. And, um, you know, it's, it's, it's something that I always knew about over the years and, and running the company that I, I never truly implemented. And I'm, I'm so glad I have now. But <clears throat> what, I've, what I often find is you may talk to a colleague, you know, five, ten times a day or once a week, whatever it is. But 
you know, just in the busyness of the day, you don't ever get a chance to step back for the month and kind of do some reflections. Okay, what, what went yeah. well last month? What didn't go well? What can we do more of? What can we stop doing? Um, and so we, we do that kind of analysis where the, you know, the, the say, for lack of a better phrase, sort of the employee uh, or the subordinate, you know, does that kind of analysis before they come in. So, right, this is what I think. This is what I did well. This is what I didn't do well. This is what I want to work on. This is what I want to do more of. And then there's a, a conversation that goes on through that. Um, and it's been extremely helpful. And one thing, um, again, I, I learned years before, but I didn't really implement, was huh. really underestimating how beneficial it would be to my colleague to have the one-to-one than even what I thought it would be beneficial. Because I think, oh, it'd be good for me to sit down and to yeah, deal yeah. with them. But I didn't realize just how much my colleague could appreciate having that time to talk through issues. Because now they know they can come and they can bring maybe some bigger issues they don't have a chance to talk about on a regular basis, uh, or maybe get, you know, just hear what my feedback is. Um, you know, there's kind of a general, you know, you're talking a lot, you're saying things to each other, but sometimes, well, actually a lot of the times having that one time per month just to sit down and discuss things is, is extremely beneficial. And uh, again, we're, we're good at it, but we can get a lot better and we'll continue to focus and get better at it. Yeah, no, that's that's interesting. So, do you use a particular, um, like a, a, a sort of framework for that discussion, or? Yeah. So we 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 sort of well, we use the the EOS framework for it, and so yeah. okay. There's a, a few things in there, one to one, and then we've we've just built on it. Uh, so, you know, for without going through all the details, if if people, for people that know EOS, you know, for every employee, um, we basically have our four key behaviors. We have our four core behaviors as a company. And so for each one of those core, each month, we say to that person, did they do it consistently? That's a plus. Did they not do it consistently? That's a minus. Or were they kind of 50-50, so plus minus? And we say, you know, they have to be consistently all pluses. And if there's a minus, then there's a, a two-month period to fix that. And if it's not fixed, then we have another discussion. But the thing is, we're having discussion all the way through so people know what needs to be fixed. Um, and so that's one part of it. And the other part is just checking, you know, are they right fit, right seat kind of person? And then the other part, which we just added on, is what I referred to earlier, where we asked the employee to do a, some a self-appraisal. Again, mm. just what, what went well, what didn't go well, what do we need to work on more in the next, the next month? Um, and just that, you know, taking that time away has been extremely beneficial, I think, to the company. And, you know, so those that are maybe aren't quite doing so well to them to, you know, kind of get reminded of things they need to focus on, and it's really helped them along. Um, and in some cases, unfortunately, where there was, you know, the need for an exit, um, it was it was just a much simpler and easier process because we were discussing it all the way through, saying, okay, these are the things that need to change, and the, you know, all the parties are aware of it. Mm. And sometimes it's just a case where we, you know, at the end of the day, we shake hands, and say, let's, it's just not working. Let's, you know, let's not force you to stay here. Let's not force us to keep you. And that way, they can get on and maybe do something that's better for them in their life. Um, but equally, those that you know are doing well and exceeding, you know, expectations, they can say, "Well, actually, if you keep doing what we're doing, this is what we see as a career path for you within the company and how you can grow." And that's what we also try to map out as uh, as time goes on. No, that's that. So that yeah, so it, it sort of gives you a chance to reflect and uh, appraise, um, and and yeah, so you you're a bit more proactive about stuff rather than. Things sort of drifting and not being um, right. 
um, you know, given a bit of time and attention and so on. And, and the whole stack of things come as a result of, uh, come out as a result of a bit of time and focus on that. Yeah. Well, if I, you know, if I look back to my, I was a banker for, you know, 18 years with, you know, one particular very large global organization yeah. and you would have your annual appraisal. And yes. everything came down to that annual appraisal. And uh -huh. a phrase that I was taught, because I don't think I thought of it originally, was that the appraisal should never be a surprise. Um, but but so often it was, either when I was giving it to somebody or I was receiving the appraisal, you know, if I was appraisal or appraisal or appraisee, um, where you're kind of shocking the other person. They go, wow, I never knew that. And if I look at our system now, you know, there might be a shock in a one-to-one, -one, uh -huh. but you know, like, oh, okay, really, I didn't realize that. Well, now because you've raised it, you can address it. But if you're only doing an annual appraisal, that's, it's frankly just unfair. Yeah, no, that, that's actually a good point that you make. Uh, I, I spend a lot of time looking at patient feedback or team feedback and so on. And we have a book on that uh, published many, many years ago now. Um, but yeah, we were sort of trying to get that sort of idea about getting feedback out uh, 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 in some ways with every interaction yeah um and and obviously you know you can have, you have a bit of a read on what's happened and you could do okay and uh, that addresses you didn't address issues or you know did i really you know make that clear or not but uh, but if you have a chance to ask people directly uh the, so the patients we were asking every patient that came to clinic to uh, give some feedback and you can use the whole different systems as you know, yeah. but yeah. net promoter is a good one. Um, and, uh, and then just and as a team, we reflected on it at the end of each, each clinic. Mm -hmm. uh, so, you know, before so a bit like the, there's also the who checklist world health organization checklist, right. which reduces sort of surgical errors by a, a good percentage, you know, just in very simple stuff. Mm -hmm. um, and the, the, you know, the, the, and we sort of adapted a version of that for medical settings like ward rounds or outpatient clinics. So we know who the team is, we know what we're doing, we know what some of the key things are, where some sort of, you know, the, the sort of logistics of what's happening, where, where the bloods are done, whatever, what the sequence of events is. And then at the end, we just sort of get the feedback from patients and then discuss it. Um, and then any sort of thing that need taking action, you know, we sort of try and put that, you know, if we need this or that instituted or the, you know, some other sort of, um, feedback that could be useful so you just keep asking and you get a whole stack of really valuable insights as, as you could imagine um, and so your service changes very rapidly and but it's, it's sort of relatively real time so uh, uh, yeah I, I can I can appreciate that sort of uh, that sort of uh, approach and, and you're just yeah you know compressing the time it takes to register and then action things and so on so uh, um, well this has been um, really very valuable um, Jeffrey, um, I, I, we, we were, I was thinking of just one or two things, but actually it's sort of gone into more of an organizational sort of elements, uh, which are really critical, because obviously we're all teams and, um, you know, we're only as effective as our teams. Sure. Uh, and, and you've got some really in, important shares there. So maybe in the next uh, versions of this, we'll, we'll include some element of what people are doing to be more effective and productive with their, with their team. So uh, I don't know if there's sort of final sort of words or thoughts you uh, want to want to sort of close with please no no thank you well first of all thank you for the time to for the chat and i think um you know one thing i, I think it's just good to always be you've just kind of referred to it always just be reflecting right have a mm. look and and i'll get the quote wrong but you know in an unexamined life right you want to examine what you're doing you want to 
have a look at what's going on, what's working, what's not working, and constantly revisit. Um, and just look for ways to make those changes, you know, in your life with your team and everything that you're doing to uh, to to be more productive and to and to deliver more. And I think the the more you examine, the more you check for feedback and ask for feedback, you can. Um, I suppose the last little bit is you can really learn from it. And I always try to say to my team, never, you know, never just take one piece of feedback, right? Yeah. The feedback and in as you get more and more and more, you'll see a pattern building up. Um, you know, you know the, the the one client that doesn't get called back by an agent on my team doesn't mean it's the end of the world. Uh, yeah. It's not positive, but it's okay. Well, that's one piece of feedback, and we should have done it. That's that's okay. But is that that was once this year, or was it is it once every day? Um, mm. You know, build up that picture so that you can provide feedback that's really useful for your team. And 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 I always believe that most people know deep down what's going on. They just oh, need yeah. other people to kind of help bring it out in them. And then it's like, yeah, well, listen, this is an issue. Let's, let's see what we can do to, to improve on it. So always be reflective and see what areas can be sharpened. That, that'd that's, be my two cents worth. No, that's amazing. Um, Jeffrey, thank you so much. Um, we'll, we'll sort of tidy this up. We'll get it published and uh, send, send you a link. And then, yeah, please share and uh, we'll, 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 we'll chat sure. again. Thank you. To. Thanks, thank doctor. you for your time. Bye-bye. Bye-bye.